0: I can't eat beef anymore, written by I Climb Fences. I can't eat beef anymore. I can't stand beef, can't eat it, can't even look at it sometimes. It's not some kind of moral stand and I'm not religious. It's just the memories and history I have with it. I I just can't, it's too much. Every year my dad used to hold a Thanksgiving barbecue. He'd grill up some burgers, some kebabs, maybe some sweet corn and we'd have a feast. The last Thanksgiving barbecue we ever had was when I was 16. The last time I saw my dad breathing was three weeks after that. That year, he decided he wanted to try a fresh beef mince. No one had noticed the meat was oddly moist and squishy and off pink. That wasn't quite right. We hadn't realized that there were worms in it until my dad had already cooked it. There's one thing you have to understand about my dad. I loved him to death, but he could be bit of a stubborn idiot to the point of risking his life jackass style he'd grilled the patties toasted the buns made his special sauce and he was going to eat his goddamn burger with worms or no worms we we all cringed and laughed as he devoured it in just a few bites the sloppy pink juices running thick down his chin in hindsight we should have stopped him in a way we were all complicit in his death Nothing happened for two days, but on the Sunday after Thanksgiving during the church service, he shot himself on the pews. I know it sounds funny and all, but it was horrifying. It was all pale and streaked with blood, and when I looked real close, I could see small chunks of rancid flesh swarmed with tiny pink bodies of worms. They wiggled around tiny holes and openings in the front of their bulbous soft heads to reveal rows of tiny teeth. I vomited. He was bedridden that afternoon. It seemed like he wouldn't stop shattering himself each time getting bloodier and bloodier. The bodies of hundreds, no, thousands of worms contorting in the toilet bowl. There were moments of lucidity when he, he'd he hold my hand and ask for me to get help, but he spent most of the day feverish and sick. The doctor couldn't visit until the next business day. The whole night, I sat next to him watching as he moaned and sobbed, his face racked with pain. My hand was damp with sweat, spit, tears by the morning. When the doctor finally came, Mom was having a breakdown in her bedroom. As the doctor explained to me that he had no idea what this was or how he was going to treat it, Dad would have to go to a hospital. I gasped with relief at this. I couldn't bear the thought of him wasting at home. But then my dad raised his shaking hand. No. No hospital. I I want to be at home he moaned weakly the doctor looked at me sadly his eyes filled with some faint regret there's nothing i can do son i'll visit you when i have some answers okay tell your mom to call me with any questions and just like that the bastard was gone and dad was still dying and mom was losing her mind in the back of the house and oh god what was i going to do for two weeks, I cleaned him and fed him and held his hand while he groaned in pain. For two weeks, I had to listen to the moans and screams while I laid in bed, the sound of piercing my thoughts and my dreams. On the third Thursday after Thanksgiving, the worms appeared in his chest. They were fat little bumps in his skin, flexing and writhing, stretching his skin taut with a million tiny pink flecks. As they And as they dug their way up towards his face, They left thick, bloody trails and the raw, exposed flesh tunnels carved into his body. He woke less and less these days, but when he did, he felt every detail of their mincing jaws. Richard. Richard. What? What is that on my chest? It feels so weird. Nothing, Dad. It's nothing. Just don't worry any any of it. It, You'll be fine. The doctor's coming soon. Ah, love... He drifted back into a blissful sleep, unaware that he was being eaten alive. But I couldn't lie to myself. I'd seen them crawl through him, the thin film of his skin warping to fit around their swollen bodies. The next day, they doubled in size. I couldn't do it. I couldn't watch these finger-sized monsters eat my dad alive. Already, his chest was swollen purple, bursting to the full with blood and loose meat. And now they were crawling up to his neck into his face where they'd chew on his cheek and gnaw on his eyeball until it popped like some sick blister i i had to stop them i had to cut them out i had to save dad i grabbed a zacto knife from my room tracing it delicately around one of the protrusions in his neck i started to uncover a wriggling flesh pink mass it wasn't one worm and the lump it was hundreds their tiny bodies spilling from the slit in the neck dribbling onto the floor onto my arm slimy and slippery they tinged crimson with dad's blood i desperately scraped them off my arm scrubbing and shrieking soon more than just the worms were dripping from the gaping hole blood it started to drip faster and faster until it was pouring onto the floor a crimson torrent carrying with it hundreds of tiny things I scrambled back away from my dad's body, and suddenly my head swelled with pain and shock, and everything went black. They found me comatose next to his corpse, his throat slit, a bloody knife in my hand. There really wasn't a case to make, just a news story. Local boy kills sick father. We managed to argue ethical reasons, pretended it to be. It was ethanesia. I only got reduced manslaughter sentence. I still lost the rest of my teenage years and a decent chunk of my adult life in prison. I'm out now, but that event still stuck with me forever. To this day, I can't look at a piece of meat and a piece of beef and not imagine worms writhing in the raw flesh. Thank you for listening, all the people who listen to this podcast. My podcast has grown a lot, and I just want to thank you all. You're such good supporters who do support this. Um Have a good day, night.